Welcome to another Talanoa Talk Now podcast, hosted and brought to you by the American Samoa Alliance Against Domestic and Sexual Violence. Thank you for joining us again for another podcast brought to you by the American Samoa Alliance Against Domestic and Sexual Violence. Today we have Marcella Fitisone. She is a teacher at Tafuna High School. And Marcella will be um, is joining us today. How we can all support this and help with this club. So welcome, welcome, and thank you for joining us, Marcella. Tell us about Brown Sisters Club. How was the need determined for this club? Um, who does the club serve? Who is Brown Sisters Club? Uh, thanks, Judy. Um, um, thank you for the opportunity to share about the Brown Sisters Club. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's important to preface with my background so that um, we kind of end up having an understanding of where the Brown Sisters Club um, came from. Um, so I did my undergrad studies at Berea College in Kentucky, and I double majored in women's and gender studies and education studies. And during my time at Berea, I was president of TRIOTA, which is the Women's and Gender Studies Honor Society. Um, it's a society that focuses on service to the community. Um, and I also interned at Hope Swings Domestic Violence Shelter in Richmond, Kentucky. And I also interned at the New Opportunity School for Women. So while, all, while doing all of that, um, I was also delving into um, curriculum on women's, women's studies. And um, I took an interest in women's leadership. Um, so something that stood out to me was that there wasn't really much um, on the Pasifika women experience, um, let alone the Samoan woman experience. Um, this, this was kind of a, a, um, a low point for me. I felt like, um, you know, women's studies is supposed to be encompassing of all women's stories, but here I am so far away from home and not being able to relate to what I was learning about. Um, I was like, where's the um, Samoan woman history? Where, yeah. where are we in all of this? Um, curriculum. Um, So I wrote the Brown Sister Manifesto in 2015. So right now, how is the club managed, um, assisted, and does it have any volunteers? I I did um, work with um, Miss Eileen previously, but she's moved on to a new new post. I am now the sole advisor for the club. Um, This year we did it differently where we um, had applications. So uh, since we wanted to be more proactive in our um, services to the school, we wanted to limit the amount of girls um, as I can only handle so many um, girls that are interested in the club. But I mean, the services that we provide are for everyone. It's just that we needed to limit the amount of um, club members. Um, So, Currently, we do not have any outside volunteers. It's just uh, myself and my 20 um, club members. Um, And it's really a student-led club. So I let them decide what issues they want to focus on um, for the year. And so this year, our our main focus is expanding the pantries to our other public high schools. So currently, uh, we are uh, fundraising uh, in hopes to 
raise enough to build pantries for um, the other public schools and our feeder schools. Uh, so this is a major project that we hope to be, um, we hope to get underway by December. Um, and I think that this would be a huge, huge, um, I think this would be a great project for um, our island community. I just seen how much it has transformed um, our school and then um, seeing how it can be beneficial for the other high schools as well. And um, I've also gotten a lot of um, feedback from teachers where, where they're starting to have pantries in their classrooms for um, their students at the other schools. And so we want to be able to share um, our project with them. And so currently our girls are uh, fundraising um, for the pantries for, um, that's our main project for this semester. The purpose of this of Brown Sisters Club, it serves everyone, right? Yeah. Um, so it's not just your classes, not just your students. It's for no. the entire school. For the entire school. Now, I'm thinking of Tafuna High School. That's a big school. Approximately how many girls are there enrolled at, um, at the school? Like a rough number, well, maybe. At the beginning of the school year, I know that the population was about 1,200 um, in total. So I would say about half of those students are females. Okay. Yeah, so about wow. maybe 600 girls, 600, 700 girls that we serve. Um, and it's not just limited to girls. Uh, we yes. also extend the pantry to anyone who needs hygiene products that they uh, do not have or, um, you know, it's just something that they need. Like, so boys have come for deodorant or, you know, some mouthwash sometimes or, and also um, the teachers also use the pantry. Um, so it's just there for everyone, anyone and everyone. Um, it's always free. We never ask any questions. It's just, um, if you need, please take. Whenever people come for it, we have many um, toothpaste. Too okay, the small sizes. Just, yeah, that I just give to them. Okay. Uh, and if they have come to me and expressed that they don't have any at home, I'll just give them the larger tube that they can take. Um, okay. And also it's the same for the shampoo and conditioner. If they need, I'm always um, just telling them to just go ahead and take it. You know, um, yeah. we serve a population with a large majority of parents working at um, minimum wage jobs. So we understand that um, not all families are fortunate to have these things. And um, so we want to be able to provide those products whenever they need. So, you know, some people have come to me some students have come and asked for a shampoo conditioner, toothpaste, toothbrushes. Um, some girls come, they don't have rubber bands and you know, everything's just there for them. And I really love how things have transformed for our school. It's not, um, we're not shy anymore. We're not um, embarrassed um, about things that we need or um, if there are products that we don't have. Um, I, a lot of the students just openly come in and ask me and, and it's available for them. And of course, all of this couldn't be possible without um, our generous donors, um, community members who have seen my posts on Facebook um, and have stopped by to donate. Um, so if you are listening to this podcast, thank you. Um, my students and I really appreciate your efforts to, to support us. What kind of impact do you think with Brown Sisters Club, what kind of impact does it have on the young lives um, of, you know, I mean, these students, their, their schooling or even, you know, their personal lives or what's going on at home. How does it, how does it impact them? I think it's a very, it's a very positive impact on them. I think that they can 
um, rely on um, our club if they ever need um, some assistance um, for um, classes. Um, I've seen that a lot of girls don't go home anymore. So I can, I can only hope that they're improving in their academics with not having to miss so many classes um, from going home all the time. Um, I also think that there's um, an improvement of uh, self-confidence. So um, where they used to be shy uh, before they're more open and, um, you know, just embracing what is normal um, and having a, a community around them that supports their, um, their growth in all ways. I think that it's been a, a very positive um, movement for our school. Uh, I, I always think back to um, the reform the norm. Um, so this is our re reformation of um, the norm at Tahuna High School, yes. changing conversations about um, things that we normally don't discuss in, in, our, in our household or in school. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, that's another positive impact. Um, and then just giving our students the opportunity to lead. So the things that we do, the workshops that we hold are all based on student need. So whatever they want to hear, whatever they want to learn, uh, we try our best to accommodate that by getting a guest speaker or um, bringing in people, professionals to talk about, um, you know, whatever it is um, that they want to hear from. So, so I will be contacting your office soon to ask about um, training for um, real, on relationships and, and, um, and whatnot and being safe about or consent. I love what you're saying, how this is changing the discussions. This is changing the dialogue, including the boys. Just to think that Brown Sisters Club is is, is taking the lead in those discussions. Um, I hope you don't mind that we're, um, that I, that I share this information with people so that they can, you know, um, that they can share um, or you. donate. Because I know you've um, spoken about moving forward, the club moving forward, the plans and how you plan on expanding what happens to Brown Sisters Club at Tafuna High School mm -hmm. should you be assigned to another school? I know it's going to, wherever you go to, there's going to be another Brown Sisters Club that's going to start there. But what about the one that you just left? Who's going to who's um, take over the reins? Well, that's a great question. <laughs> um, if I were to leave, um, I'm hoping that um, my colleagues would pick up um, but, you know, as teachers, we are involved in so many different clubs mm. and um, we're already on so many um, committees um, that um, I understand that it, that's, it might not be um, feasible for someone to take over yet another um, um, job. But I do hope that if, if I were to leave that someone would um, sort of take the helm and, and just be that support system for our girls. Um, I would hate to see all the efforts um, wasted, especially since we've come so far. As always, I'm available, so I would try my best to assist wherever I'm from um, to make sure that the club is still going. And also, I like how you say you're working with an awesome group of people. Um, whatever will happen in the future, should Marcella move on, there should be someone who can, who can take this um, with the expansion. What about the private schools? Have you looked into do something like that with the private schools? Um, yes, I have considered uh, working with the private schools, um, but I feel that um, our public schools are where 
the large majority of um, students are coming from um, families with minimum wage um, um, income. So I feel like the need is really at our public schools right now. Uh, I That's not to say that our private schools don't also need the help. I just yep, really yep. feel that um, right now, um, our public schools um, need our um, assistance. Eventually, uh, we we plan to expand uh, so that there is a, a pantry for each school. So um, we're not just focusing on high schools. We're also working with our feeder schools, so um, so that they they know what to expect when they come to Taguna High School. That there is a pantry for them, and that they know how to access it and what products are available for them. Um, okay. So right now, um, focus is on public schools, but eventually we do plan to um, expand. Um, I know as a teacher, it's really hard because I'm very limited to the resources um, that are available for me and time. So um, I think that this could really work out um, if I if I really push myself to get my uh, nonprofit going <laughs> um, to really support our island um, in these areas. So. Uh, we'll see what the future holds, but ultimately that's the goal uh, to be able to serve um, our island community at large. Um, with bringing Brown Sisters Club to a public school. Um, I wouldn't say, I'm not necessarily a challenge, but it has been a process. Mm -hmm. um, because this is the first um, club of its kind, um, all those like bylaws and policies and mission statements, visions, those all had to be drafted. And uh, we wanted to be very careful with the wording. Um, so that did take a long time. Um, I wouldn't say there was any pushback um, from the club. It was more of students saying, well, what about me? Like, what if I'm not a, a girl? Like what, what, what is available for me? Um, so there are, um, there is a boys club on campus um, that our, um, one of our faculty advises um, so I'm not really sure what um, um, what their projects are for the year, but it's it's essentially um, like um, the girls club, uh, but for boys. And uh, we are moving to try to get an LGBTQ club for our students, where um, because we do not want to leave anyone out. Yeah, um, yeah. So we are moving forward, but slowly, slowly but surely, we are trying to get. Um, everyone a space where they can feel, um, where they can be themselves and be uh, um, impactful in their communities. You're trying to be um, inclusive, to include everyone, huh? Even the LGBTQ um, uh, students, yeah. uh, be because um, uh, there's a big number of them, you know, in mm -hmm. high school. Um, mm -hmm. And um, the fact that there's, their resources, their services for them, um, makes them um, makes them see that there uh, that there's some kind of acceptance of yeah. them because mm -hmm. uh, I know many of them like say the restrooms right yeah. um, for now um, I know for, um, in the schools the LGBTQ um, students have had to um, are just I believe are just using the boys' bathroom boys um facility or are they allowed into the girls um at school well i think that they are more um uh, that they use the girls restroom more oh um, okay but uh i know that there is a lot of discussion 
that is needed for um, for this topic of um, restrooms for uh, for to accommodate yeah. all our students. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I I mean I feel like things are changing. Our our island is changing, um, and it's all in good ways. Um, mm. We're moving forward. So inclusive and in, being inclusive is um, a very big priority for us. We don't want our any of our students to feel that they don't belong especially yes. since this is like a second home for them, you know, and um, a lot of students have also shared that this is where they feel at home, you know, so many of them come from broken families where this is the space for them to be themselves and, um, and to, to be free, you know, to learn, to grow. Um, so we want to make sure that we can accommodate all our students. Um, and so, you know, the clubs are just ways for students to get involved, uh, to find their place, to find their voice. Inclusivity is a big one. Um, and um, yeah, I'm not really, I don't remember where I went with my thought, but yeah. <laughs> You're doing great. You're doing great. Um, how can, so give me, give me the, um, give us the contact information um, for someone. How can, can one contribute to the club? What can they bring? Who do they connect with? What is the contact information? in case someone's listening out there and we have this opportunity to share that information so that we we are able to support um, Brown Sisters Club. Sure, so um, as of now, I'm the only person of contact. Um, so you can reach me via email at marcella.petisone at doe.as. Mm-hmm. Um, and we are accepting of anything that you have uh, to, that can give, that you can give to us, um, whether it's pads, um, any hygiene products, um, we are very grateful um, for all our um, for all the donations um, to the club. We are also trying to get um, an account so that we can accept um, funding for groups that would like to or people that would like to donate, so that we can have this as an ongoing project throughout the year. Because it's not just once, um, you know, we don't just collect at the beginning of the year. It's just an ongoing um, pantry drive. So um, people can stop by Talking High School, drop it off at the office, the main office, or you can shoot me an email and we can arrange, um, we can arrange for um, pickup or a donation. Um, and so that's the process. Um, if anything, they can reach, they could call the school and ask for me at 699-1006. Um, but yeah, if, uh, I'm also on Facebook if you, if you really want to link up, um, just shoot me a message or an email. How are parents involved? Are they supportive of the club? Um, have you had any challenges with any of the parents? The, the parents that I have talked to are really, um, they're really impressed by the club. Um, they're very thankful that they have this, that their girls have this um, uh, pantry available for them. Um, specifically, um, parents of the club members have um, always donated and have um, to our cause. So whether it's um, for, like candy for our carnival events or um, if it's just to the pantry, they're always very kind um, and supportive in that sense. Um, we haven't had any major projects um, where parents have been invited, but we do plan to do um, an event at the end of the year where we do have parents um, come in and um, we'll just maybe give presentations on what we have accomplished throughout the year. Um, So that's 
um, how they are involved. Um, and always, they always support us. Um, so the girls, they, whenever I'm asking them to, whether it's to prepare posters or um, bring in donations, um, they do, they always do. So thank you to the parents of our members. I'm glad, I'm glad that, um, that the parents are very impressed. I'm glad to hear that the parents are on board. You mentioned something about, about a presentation to the parents. Um, organizations such as us, we would love to come and hear. I mean, just listen to the services that you provide. Um, mm -hmm. So we can we can talk about it. If, when you have so many people in the community that understand what Brown Sisters is, what fulfills you most about this area of interest? I know you were talking earlier about when you were in school, you noticed there wasn't much um, information out there about the Pacific women, about us, yeah. right? So what what fulfills you? Um, I know you said why you were passionate about the club, starting the club, how you pursued that passion, but what fulfills you most about this area of interest? What makes Marcella happy? What drives Marcella? What drives your passion most, especially in this area? Sorry, I know you're a teacher and I know Brown Sisters Club is something um that supports the students what else is there you know in combining my um my background in women's and gender studies and education studies um and curriculum studies um my heart is really to serve our people um and and service for me is through education um because i've seen how transformative um education can be as a tool um you know once you have um, my grandpa always told me when I was growing up that um, your education is something that some um, that no one can ever take from you. Um, so I re I really prioritize education and, and I want the best for our students um, and and I want them to not I mean be well rounded in all areas of education. It's not specific to academics, but also the social emotional, um, the mental. Um, learning as well. Uh, we want our students to be strong and to go out there and ultimately come back um, to serve our community. You know, I come from a family of people who uh, are educators and um, have always given um, to the community. So I, I just feel I find fulfillment in um, in doing that as well. I, I really do have a heart of service for our island. Um, and I want to see everyone um, progress. I, I don't want to want any of us um any of our students or our youth or anyone in general on island to to stay at um at a low point and i i really do envision success for for everyone and uh, and i believe that starts from education thank you thank you for sharing that thank you for sharing your passion and like you were saying the best way to serve our people um is through education you know um because this is what we hear every time when there's a problem and when people come together, how are we going to solve this problem? The first thing you hear them say is education, education, right? And I think a lot of people think when we say education, I think a lot of people think that um, if you don't, if you don't have a degree, if you're unable to, when, when we say through education, that's what they're thinking, you know, like, oh, you got to go to an Ivy League school, you got to go get a degree in order for, but it's not, right? It's not. We have to come together. It's education is through um, educating each other. When we have people such as yourself, who is an educator, he is also educating the community. 
with what you know when this is what we mean when we're talking about education is yeah. sharing that information right coming mm-hmm. to the table talking about it rather than just sitting there and not knowing anything i mean just just being in the dark um and it's the same when we talk about domestic violence um our community cannot know we cannot solve the problem if we don't know what the problem looks like yeah we yeah so we're going at it by increasing the problem because we don't know um, any better. We don't know that what we're doing is wrong. We don't know what it looks like, right? So we think that, oh, what I'm doing is right when we don't, when, when in fact it is not right, but we need to understand that. Someone needs to tell us, right? Mm-hmm. We need to sit at a table where we can have that discussion. So I, I want to thank you for for saying that, how important education is um, for us to teach and to share the information, to learn. What is the most rewarding, and this is going to be my last question, what is the most rewarding experience of your career? Well, I've had a lot of uh, rewarding experiences, but one experience in particular, um, it was my first year of teaching, um, uh, and I was a novice teacher I didn't really didn't know what I was getting myself into um, especially going back to my alma mater um, there were a lot of things that I was not prepared for um, but it was all a learning experience um, and one incident um, that was very rewarding for me was um, seeing one of my students uh, well supporting one of my students uh, until graduation um, and seeing the, uh, seeing that student um, get his degree, um, that was a very, his diploma, sorry, was a very um, important experience for me because um, it taught me many things. Um, it taught me that each student deserves a chance and with, uh, with the proper support and guidance, um, they, can, they can do anything. And it also taught me uh, to be patient um, because at the beginning of the school year, I didn't see the student as anyone who wanted to learn. I, I saw the student as someone who was just there because they had to be there. Um, and and the student was um, someone who gave me a hard, a difficult time um, at first. Um, but um, through our um, interactions and discussions, I learned that the student came from a broken family and that there were so many factors against him. Um, so being that one person to support and encourage um, and encourage the student um, and see them to the end is really what um, re- was most rewarding for me because um, after graduation, the student came to me and had expressed that if, if it wasn't for me, that they wouldn't, they would have given up on life. And, um, you know, that's just a very, sorry, <laughs> it's just a very, um, you know, a profound learning moment because um, as a first year teacher, I really thought that I wasn't doing well my job, that, uh, that there were so many areas that uh, I can improve on. Um, but that for me was, um, that for me was it, that, that was telling me that I was doing what I was doing and that I was where I was meant to be. Um, and hence why <laughs> I'm still a teacher five years later, um, because I do have a lot of these experiences and um, those are why I do what I do. 
So thank you so much. Thank you so much for sharing that information. I'm so proud that you're one of the educators here on island. There are so many students, so many um, adults that when they get their education, I mean, their degrees um, that go off island to get um, in pursuit of higher education. Um, and then when they get their degrees, um, they don't come back home, you know? Mm -hmm. And of course, everyone's got their, their, their own reasons. You know, everyone has um, their different reasons for, for, for being wherever they are, uh, mm -hmm. where the Lord takes them to, people such as yourself. I mean, when you said you went to school in Kentucky, I mean, we don't have that many American Samoans that go to school in Kentucky. I don't think there are any Samoans that live in Kentucky. Um, so you could have just easily not have come back home. You know, yeah. you could have stayed in Kentucky. I'm sure with your degree, you um, there is so much work, your background in school that you could have been doing over there. Um, mm -hmm. But instead you chose to come back home come back home and serve your people and yeah. so i thank you for that i thank you i am proud that you are one of the educators here um in our public schools in our public schools because i know like what you said many of the students at the public schools come from uh, minimum wage families right that are um, struggling to get by um and so many of them come from big families where families struggle to put so many of these of their kids in school so the services that you provide through Brown Sisters Club um, is amazing. And I hope that whoever's watching this, whoever's listening to this, um, get involved. You can be part of Brown Sisters Club by donating. Um, if you can't get to uh, Marcella through the information that she provided earlier, you can connect with the American Samoa Alliance Against Domestic and Sexual Violence. We are happy to take any donations here on behalf of Brown Sisters Club. Um, you can connect with me, uh, Judy Matautia. I will be here. Our, our phone number is 699-0272, or you can check out the Alliance at our Facebook page or our website. Um, and that information, um, you can get that information at the beginning or at the end of, um, um, of this podcast. So, but before we end, we've come to the end of our podcast, but before we end our podcast, we want to thank Marcella for everything that she does. Um, like you said, you're a teacher, one, you're, you're first, first you're a teacher. And if you don't have time to do this, then, you know, you don't have time to do this. It can't be done. But the fact that you are doing it says a lot about, it speaks volumes about the work that you do for the, the youth, for the children of American Samoa. The fact that you teach and still are able to provide these services is amazing. So we, we, we are here to support you. Let me just ask this one thing before we end this. Um, this is something that just popped into my mind. Your Brown Sisters Club, then there's Doris and Samoa with Brown Girl Woke. Is there any connection? Well, okay. I mean, I have worked with Doris, but there's no connection um, with the okay. name or anything. Um, the Brown Sister Club origin, the name um, originates from the manifesto that I wrote in, okay. in 2018. But there's no connection. Brown Sisters, I know you've wor you work together, but it's yeah. not like you're, you're some kind of sisters club or, or anything, right? No. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah, but we've all worked with Doris and she too does awesome work. She yeah. too is doing awesome work in Samoa. 
um, and for the for the students of Samoa. So thank you to people like Doris and thank you to people like you for the work yeah. that you do. All right. Thank you um, all for support. Um, and thank you for this opportunity, Judy. I really appreciate it. This is some awesome information. So keep it up. Keep up the good work, Marcella. And um, if you are in any need of any support, if you need for the word to get out there or anything, you know where to find us. You know where to find right. us. The Alliance is about is about sharing information. Yeah. So we're all about we're all about that. And I just want to say for those of you out there um, who are listening in, we just finished. Today's the last day of October. It was Domestic Violence Awareness Month 2021 this year. It's been one of the awesome months throughout our work this year because we've had so many people um, and so many agencies partner with us throughout yeah. this month. And Marcella has been one. And we've partnered with Marcella um, as an educator. I had no idea about Brown Sisters Club. Um, and that's why every time I see you, I'm always addressing you as an educator, um, but not Brown Sisters Club because um, I did not know much to, mm -hmm. to, to talk about Brown Sisters Club. Now I can. Now I can talk with anyone about Brown Sisters Club. Thank you for educating me. Thank you for educating whoever's listening out there about the information of this club, about this, um, this awesome resource that's servicing our students out there, um, our youth here in American Samoa. So thank you, Marcella. So thank you. Thank you for, for, for joining me today. Thank you for being on this podcast. Thank you for sharing um, your information. Thank you for entrusting us with this information. Yes. Um, thank you, Judy. Thank you, Alliance team. Um, thank you for the partnership and collaboration. Um, uh, we cannot, I cannot do the work um, that I do without support from the community. And I'm eternally grateful for all those um, groups and for your um, team for allowing me the space to talk about um, the Brown Sisters Club. And just as, as always, I'm so thankful for the support um, from your team and look forward to um, many more yes. collaborations and um, the Alliance. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you for joining us and we hope you enjoyed this podcast. For more information on the work of the Alliance, please call us at 684-699-0272 or send us an email at asadsv at gmail.com. Visit our website at www.asalliance.co or our Facebook page at the American Samoa Alliance Against Domestic and Sexual Violence. Thank you. Facebook Ole American Samoa Alliance Against Domestic and Sexual Violence, Faftai. Mm -hmm.